Mamma Mia subscribers, you've been asking and we've been listening. Now you can get all of your exclusive subscriber audio on Apple Podcasts. That includes everything from bonus episodes of your favourite pods to exclusive segments to all of our audio series. To link your Mamma Mia subscription to Apple Podcasts, open the Mamma Mia Out Loud page in your Apple Podcasts app and follow the prompts or head to help.mamamia.com.au. You're listening to a Mamma Mia podcast. Mamma Mia acknowledges the traditional owners of land and waters that this podcast is recorded on. From Mamma Mia, welcome to The Spill, your daily pop culture fix. I'm Laura Brodnick. And I'm Chelsea McLaughlin. Oh, happy Halloween, spooky day. <laughs> spooky. We should have dressed up or done something. No. I should have brought on a weapon. I something. wake up at 5 a.m. I'm not getting dressed up. <laughs> You're like, this like look of dejected horror the on my face. The zombie costume. Is my costume. <laughs> No, you look beautiful. Thank you. So this is an important time of year for you because you love, like literally a week ago, you were like, we need to do a roundup of celebrity Halloween costumes. Like you were like looking for photos. You were prepping your article a week out from Halloween. It's because they are so ridiculous. One, none of them goes anything scary. So you're doing Halloween wrong just right off the bat. And two, it's an entire like production. They have sets. They have photographers that they hire. They just like go all out it's like for how, some Instagram photos. It's, it's just so like, funny. how can I look hot and also like make headlines at the same time? Yeah, totally, totally. Okay, so I know you've written an article about this, but run us through some of your favourite celeb looks. Okay, so unsurprisingly, I am loving the fact that because no one can really dress up as like movie characters, everyone's just going as pop culture references. Yes, so we I, should say this has been very contentious. Yes. The Screen Actors Guild, even though they've got a lot of other stuff going on, and Fran Drescher, who is the president, feels like this shouldn't be the biggest thing. Mm. They put out a ban on anyone dressing as film characters, either from new films like Barbie or from even older films from millions of years ago, because they didn't want to be any kind of movie promotion. And then a lot of stars like Mandy Moore were like, hey, doesn't feel like this is yeah. the best use of your time. But some celebs did it anyway. But like, Maybe it's a good thing because maybe we didn't see the huge influx of Barbie and Ken that we would have seen or someone coming as something from Oppenheimer, which (laughs) obviously is just waiting to get cancelled. Oh, my God. I actually kind of would have liked to have seen that. But because they couldn't do that, they were all coming as more like topical pop culture references, which is why we had 300 Britney Spears, which I really liked. So Paris Hilton's like toxic music video get up. was the best. That was amazing. was so good. And because she's friends with Britney, it was like such an uncanny. I was like, did she get the real dress? because it was so well done. Oh, yeah. And just her makeup looked incredible. Jessica Alba also came as another outfit from the Toxic music video. Toxic's having a moment. Yeah, I guess that had all, like, the amazing looks. And no one wanted to go maybe too far into Baby One More Time or anything like that. There are a lot of Hollywood nondescript blondes who I was like, I kind of know your face, (laughs) but I couldn't know your name, who also dressed as Britney. Of course. I would dress as Britney. I would have loved to have seen that. Okay, so who were your favourites? Well, you and I had a fight over this, so I don't want to really bring it up oh. again in case we kick things off again. But you were doing a roundup, and we obviously sit next to each other in the office. Mm. And I said, oh, my God, Zoe Kravitz and Jenny Tatum mm. are my faves. And I turned my computer to show you. And I said, oh, my God, they're Rosemary's baby. She's Rosemary, and he's the baby. That's so funny, even though that's also breaking SAG rules. And you said, what's that? What is that movie? To which I didn't speak to you for the rest of the day. Yeah. It's a classic horror movie. People go look it up. 
I can't watch horror. I like Halloween because of the costumes, but I can't watch anything scary. That's more of a classic psychological horror. Anyway, we can't have this battle again. (laughs) I also thought it was interesting that Megan Fox and Machine Gun Kelly dressed as characters from Kill Bill, and then she tagged SAG. Okay, that's where it... You know who was really angry is Chessie from The Parent Trap, that (laughs) actress, because she's been really on the picket lines, and she was like, oh, you're such a rebel. Have so much fun tagging SAG. We're out on the picket lines 10 hours a day trying to get fair contracts for people who are starving. Yeah. And I was like, Chessie from Parent Trap makes a fair point. She snapped. Yeah. I think that's where it went over the line. Like, it's fine. I understand that a lot of celebrities were like, this rule's stupid, like, whatever. But when you tag them, I'm like, it's just a level of petty that I don't think is necessary in this situation right now. And the last one I throw in, because, you know, I have a vendetta against this person, which is Kendall Jenner. Because she was at I first thought, thought you were going to say Brooklyn Beckham. No, what did Brooklyn Beckham? What did that no, poor I don't boy know. dress That's says? why I was oh. like, oh my okay. gosh. No, Nicola. he and Nicola just actually celebrated one of their random anniversaries. Couldn't tell you which one. Shout out to them. The anniversary of their 325th <laughs> tattoo. Yeah. No, Kendall Jenner, everyone thought she was just a generic Marilyn Monroe at first. And then it was that she was recreating the movie poster from Blonde. And she didn't tag SAG. Because honestly, I think that poor girl just doesn't know what's going on. And so everyone was tweeting, get her friend, Drusha, get her. <laughs> <laughs> Take her down. She's breaking the rules. So anyway, that was a fun time. That was boring. Courtney was the best dressed Kardashian. Oh, as yeah. Kim as Kim. That was great. Love them. And a good way to capitalize on their feud and also get lots of headlines. The perfect Kardashian Halloween costume. I love that. So from one spooky topic to another... We Love did that promise yesterday that we would get Laura Brodnick's recap of her evening with one Gwyneth Paltrow. Now you have had time to collect your thoughts on this, <laughs> yeah, and, you're un- <laughs> and you're ready to and you're ready to unpack. Gwyneth's trip down under. So here it is, the entertainment news story we simply must talk about today. Move by Mamma Mia is the exercise app for anybody, anywhere. And in case you missed it, we dropped a brand new stretching collection that can be used to improve mobility and bookend your favourite sweat sessions. Mamma Mia subscribers get unlimited access to Move, and we drop new workouts every single week. If you're on the hunt for movement that makes you feel good, head to move.mamamia.com.au and use the code MOVE10 to get $10 off a yearly subscription. So on Friday night, I spent a bit of time, well, me and like 500 other people, <laughs> with Gwyneth Paltrow because she was in town for a sort of in-conversation event. So I should say I didn't pay for my ticket. I was gifted it by Besties, which is a new organization founded by Jackie O'Henderson and Gemma O'Neill. And it's kind of like an event scene where they have like interesting people come and be interviewed on stage. And the idea is that you take your best friend along and have a fun night out. Mm-hmm. No actual bestie time between me and Gwyneth. Yeah, I was going to say. That's good. I feel like I was more just observing. I was like a, I want to say an anthropologist. Is that the right term? (laughs) No, I was just like, I wasn't wasn't interacting with the Gwyneth like community. I was just observing. Like I didn't disturb them in their natural habitat. Because they've lived partly in our world as well as theirs, they can give us an insight into what we have in common. Not me actually Googling. Are you Googling what an anthropologist is? The holistic study of humanity? Yeah, that's it. I was right. Okay, so that's what happened. So we're sitting in the theatre and Gwyneth comes onto stage and, you know, she's looking all luminous and glowing and Mm -hmm. kind of like very ethereal, which I've got to say, 
guys, a lot of things in this pod aren't going to be politically correct. So just hang in with me. It is Gwyneth. Well, no, just in celebrity culture in general, because okay. I've seen a lot of celebrities up close mm-hmm. and most of them not great looking. Gwyneth was very kind of ethereal. And the only moment she seemed like a real person is that at the end of the night, she got off to leave the stage. And it's the first time we've seen her walk because the lights were off when she came out. And we've all done it. She didn't treat, but her shoes were so massive. She just wedged platforms like this and she kind of just stumbled <laughs> off the stage, but gracefully. Oh, I kind of love that. I love when something is just a little bit awkward. Yeah. Was it like clomp, clomp, clomp? Yeah, it was just so, because she'd been so elegant all night and she did have that movie star quality, which is one of those things I'd always thought because she is one of the original Nepo babies. You know, she's super famous, but also... If she was just put in a room with a lot of other white, rich, blonde women of that time, would she have been the one picked to be a superstar if she didn't come from an actor family? But maybe it's also something she's cultivated over time, you know, that movie star persona. But anyway, she was really didn't want us to see her as a movie star, which I thought was the interesting thing. She was really cultivating this every woman, I'm just one of the gals persona you're smiling which is so interesting because I just think of all of the celebrities in the world the one who is the least like relatable one of us Gwyneth is not one of us whether she was on her best behavior and she knows how much she Mm. makes headlines if she talks about what she really eats or what she really does because Jackie O who I say Jackie O was on stage and she was interviewing her and and, you know she managed to touch on nearly every facet of her life in the hour-long interview in conversation so she got a lot out of her but you could tell Gwyneth was really on her best behavior because she said like what is a normal day in Gwyneth life We've heard these things from Gwyneth before where she talks about all these crazy health things that she does, Yeah, but she would not be drawn this time. She was like, no, I'm just like you. And she gestured to the audience. She's like, I'm like all of you. I get up in the morning. I get my son out of bed. I drive to work. I'm at the office all day and I just drive home and we have dinner really early. Okay, Gwyneth, <laughs> no big fucking deal. And Jackie's just like... Just categorically false. She did say You're she and her husband like meditate together every day for 20 minutes, oh, but that was as woo-woo as she was willing to get. And then I think Jackie was trying to get a sense of what she'd done in Australia. So she's like, well, what did you do today? Mm-hmm. And she's like, oh, I just went for a lovely walk around the harbour. And then I went into Mecca, which I thought was really good product placement because Goop products, you can now get them in Mecca. Oh, she's a yeah. genius. <laughs> that woman is so smart. And then Jackie was like, oh, but, you know, if you go into Mecca, didn't that cause a big, you know, mm. fracas with everyone being really excited? And then Gwyneth kind of just shrugged like, oh, I wouldn't know about that. And she goes... No, I think the nice lady who asked me if I needed any help didn't even know who I was. And this kind of ripple went through the crowd of everyone being like, that's not true, that's shocking. And I was like, lady, you're in one of the richest parts of Sydney. Like you're in a harbourside mecca in the middle of the day and you're a rich-looking blonde woman in what I'm assuming like rich active wear, like quiet luxury. I was going to say every second woman in mecca is wearing Lululemon. Like you're not unique. (laughs) Even I could not have picked Gwyneth out of a lineup in that particular area. And then when she was asking what she eats, again, she was trying to be really just like of the people Mm. and not say anything. I think that stepped outside it. I don't think she wanted her headline in Australia to be bone broth or starvation or oxygen diets or whatever else she's into now. We've had that conversation. Yeah. And so she was like, you know, I try to eat protein, but today I had a cheeseburger. And again, a ripple of disbelief (laughs) through the audience. I just imagine the crowd like, (gasps) yeah, no, that's what it was. (laughs) 
I respect her as a person. She's super interesting. I wanted to look around and be like, I'm not the rest of you. I'm here for work. <laughs> I'm not here to worship at the altar of Gwyneth. But even I kind of got sucked into the momentum of everyone being a cheeseburger. You don't say. But then the next day, lo and behold, on her Instagram, and I now follow her. I didn't before, but now I do. Just oh, to- you've really got sucking <laughs> yeah. in. She did like a wrap up of pictures from her Australia trip. And there on like the fourth slide with all these pictures of the harbour, is like a little misshapen cheeseburger. <laughs> it's such a specific, weird thing. Which probably costs more than my car at a fancy restaurant. Okay, do you think that was like a premeditated, like she was like, well, I spoke about the hamburger on stage. I should show yeah. some proof, like make it <laughs> she seem... She Google imaged cheeseburger. Yeah. Yeah. And then she picked one that wasn't super like fancy looking so it would look real. I a mean, cheeseburger maybe. for the people. Yeah, exactly. You have not told me anything. You've been keeping this very under keeping it for the pod. Yes, you've said that she spoke about Brad Pitt Harvey Weinstein, and there are also a few questions that she wouldn't answer. So yes. I am dying for you to take us through that. Let's get to that after the break. So try as she might to kind of be the every woman likable. I feel like I'm painting a bad picture for her, but she was interesting. But she was on stage for over an hour and it was just being given question after question after question from Jackie about every part of her life, you know, motherhood, sex, everything. And she had this thing where she was answering the questions but was also like she's so media trained and whenever she didn't want to answer a question, she would kind of give a little laugh and then you were like, oh, yeah, that was a silly thing for Because we were all thinking it. Every time Jackie yeah. O asked a question, like we were all thinking it and she was like, oh, no one cares about that. And I was like, oh, okay, Gwyneth. Like I kind of did but everyone cares. As she was trying to be this like every woman, I live a very normal, quiet life, it's hard because she was for a long time a big Hollywood movie star. Like there was a time, especially in the late 90s, early 2000s, where there was only a couple of movies coming out and box office draws were such a big thing. Her face would be over posters all the time. You know, she was the draw card. And she talked about winning her Oscar too, which I've heard her talk about it before, but she got quite uncomfortable when it came up and a picture flashed up on stage of her and, you know, the iconic pink dress. And she was just like, yeah, people hated me after that. Which is true. Which we kind of knew, but also just hearing her talk about it this decades on. She did say the other day she put the dress back on for the first time, but she refuses to watch the Oscar speech. Because if anyone doesn't know, she won. And it was a big upset because everyone thought Kate Blanchett should have won. And when she got on stage, she was crying quite a lot. I mean, I don't know. I'm 26 and I win an Oscar. Probably cry as well. Totally. And for that, I thank my family, my mother, Blythe Tanner, who I love more than anything, and and especially to my father. But then a picture of her and Brad Pitt flashed up on screen. And then Jackie O is like, so you dated Brad Pitt in the 90s? And just this massive smile came over her face. And she was like, yeah, I did. It was fucking amazing. Oh, I love it. (laughs) Because that was his peak time. Like, he's weirdly problematic now, even though she says they still talk a lot and they're still friends. Oh, interesting. Yeah, look, that was like peak Brad Pitt. And you see the photos and they've got the matching haircuts and stuff. It's just like such a moment. And this is where she also sort of stopped answering some of these questions a little bit, is that Jackie asked her about the Harvey Weinstein thing. And the story is there that Jackie was kind of telling the story and she was nodding along, but it is on the record that at like the height of her career when she was doing a lot of Miramax films, which was his studio, mm. that he invited her over to give him a massage. And when Brad Pitt heard, he called him and said, if you do that again, I'll f-ing kill you, which was nice, you know, that he left her alone, but obviously went on to assault many other women. And she was talking about the fact that she decided to put her voice on the record because the thought of it happening to another young woman, but she was also very reserved. Also, she became like the face of that. And she was 
one of the actresses to put her name on, but not the first. Like, I don't want to minimize what she did, but I feel like she's also uncomfortable being the savior of that story when there were so many women involved on different levels. I think that makes sense. Like, it is just inherently uncomfortable thing to be talking about, especially if you are then also ebbing and flowing between these conversations yeah. about your Oscar and your hamburger or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Like it's, it was actually a cheeseburger. Oh, a cheeseburger. Sorry. <laughs> it's kind of a meaty com- – oh, that's a terrible pun. <laughs> oh, I didn't mean shit. to – it's a meaty conversation to be yeah. having amongst all of yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But the one thing she really wouldn't be drawn on, and I wonder also if this is because of how she was cultivating herself as this fun every woman, mm-hmm. is that she wouldn't say what she was like as a boss, oh. which is interesting because she was like saying, I'm not going to act again – her mother, Blythe Danner, who's like a really well-known actress, is always saying to her, like, you need to go back to acting in movies. That's your thing. And she was like, I just won't ever do it. I love going to work and coming home because, remember, she's relatable. And then Jackie's like, well, can you tell us what you're like as a boss? And she just kept sidestepping the question. She's like, oh, I don't know. I don't know. I'm just, you know, I'm just normal. I'm there. And then she was saying, like, for Goop, they're supposed to come into the office. This is so trivial. I was like, I can't <laughs> believe we're in the inner scheduling. I felt like I was on a Goop Slack channel mm-hmm. and I was hearing. She's like, well, they're supposed to come in Monday, Wednesday and Friday, but no one comes in Monday. And she's like, people don't really come in Wednesday. Sometimes they don't come in Friday. She's like, really? I'm the only one there. Oh my God. That's actually really relatable. (laughs) (laughs) This is the first time I've been like, yeah, I don't relate to her, but I relate to the Goop employees. Yeah. I might just stay at home today. Yeah. And then Jackie was like, oh, in Australia, we're all kind of back in the office and Gwyneth like looked around and everyone was like, oh, I said, that sucks for you plebs. Really? And then she said, I guess I'm just not a scary boss because I told them to come in and they won't. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, she's not scary. It's really interesting that she won't lean into that aspect because obviously Goop is this huge business, like just an absolute phenomenon, right? And so she could very easily become like girl boss, you know, like lean into the girl boss of it all. And maybe that's not as like culturally cool anymore, but she had a decade of opportunity. And so she's not in her movie star era, but she's also like not a boss and she's going down the path of like, I'm just like you. Yeah, It's a very interesting tactic because I'm like, I just think you're you're not. You're just not like us. Exactly. And I think she's trying to like lean, like not just in this event where she was like talking to Australian people, but also just in like how she talks in interviews and mm. how she does videos, that she's really trying to sort of make herself a bit more of like, I guess, like the sciencey side of group or like the creative side, which I'm sure she is. I'm sure there's like people running and she's like has investors and stuff. Yeah. But really trying not to situate herself as the big boss, which is an interesting move. The only other time she seemed a bit more, I guess, kind of getting into that movie star thing is they did this rapid fire thing at the end where she was talking about famous friends. They were asking her which friends did this and that. And she was like, not name dropping, but I guess they are the people in her circle. I've like become That's a good anthropologist. Like, yeah, we only want to hear about the famous friends. Oh. Like she's like, oh, I've had the best friends since I was four. And I was like, no one cares about that. <laughs> but she was saying the person most likely to rock up unannounced, Cameron Diaz. Of love course. that for her. The person most likely to dance on a table when they go out, Drew Barrymore. I knew you were going to say that before <laughs> you even said it. Of Drew course. Barrymore, of course, loves getting on a table. And then the friend who's most into kind of woo-woo things, tarot, afterlife readings, soul cleansing, all these things that make Gwyneth Paltrow look like quite straight-laced and normal. Jennifer Aniston, which I kind of mm. do get. 
That was a name drop from her, to be honest. Yeah. Those three names. I'm going to blend them all together. <laughs> oh, the other thing I'll just mention quickly is that she felt quite warm, but obviously from a distance because she's on stage and there's a row of security guards between us and her. But people were doing questions and at one stage, one person stood up with a microphone and asked a question. But before she did, she said, Gwyneth, I just want to say I love you so much. And I feel like celebrities get hit by that a lot. Like I've been at so many events where they're interacting with fans and they, and they either say, it's like they have standard answers where they'll either say like, oh, I love you too. Well, thanks so much for coming. Gwyneth just looked at her and kind of smiled and went, <laughs> she just oh, accepted it. Now that, it's just, that's boss energy. Yeah. It just washed over her and there's like a glazed look <laughs> in her eye and she was like, okay, because she must get that every day. And then she totted off stage in a little platform wedges. And off she went. And off she went. On a helicopter, presumably, out yeah. of Australia. she helicoptered <laughs> straight out of Australia. <laughs> She's like, cheeseburger in bye. hand. And she was like, bye, everyone. So that was going to, I've got to say, yeah, interesting experience. I didn't dislike her before, but I do kind of, yeah, she is better in, in like that kind of person. Like I feel like I'm much more warm to her and she's a more complex person than I thought. So that was a night with Gwyneth. So opinions on Gwyneth may change once again because she has released the infamous Goop gift card for 2023 and keep your eyes out on the spill because we will, of course, feed into that. There's always so much good stuff. Thank you for listening to The Spill today. This episode of The Spill was produced by Taylor Strano with audio production by Scott Stronach. We'll see you on mamamia.com.au and on The Spill Instagram. Bye. Bye. Na 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 na